Who knows 10? I know 10. And here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, we're going to be taking a visit over to Dafiomi world, where Klal Yisrael is currently learning Maseches Nazir. As on this issue of who knows, we are going to be counting and listing 10 of the real-life scenarios in our Masorah, in our history, in our tradition, where we've actually had a Nazir. Now, this is not to suggest that there are only 10 scenarios of Nazir. Perhaps you could find more. And that's also possible that even in your life, maybe even today, you've come across and have met a Nazir. I know that in my life I actually have met one Nazir. It is possible, although it is halakhically very, very complicated if someone becomes a Nazir because there's no way to offer the karbanos to get out of your Naziris. But the individual who refrains from wine and grape products, who refrains from haircuts, and who refrains from becoming Tame with Tumas Mace, we will be looking at a list of Ten of the examples, once again, in our Masora, and I've chosen to include on this list only individuals who are explicitly referred to as Nazirim, either in Tanakh or in Chazal, so in scripture, or in Talmudic sources, or Agadic sources. And I say this because, once again, there might have been other Nazirim, and as I was doing my research on this topic, I came across an article that was suggesting uh, many other individuals who were Nazirim in history, and I honestly wasn't so compelled by all of the sources that they were quoting to suggest that these people were Nazirim. So you can do your own research and see if you could come up with other Nazirim, if you think I've missed out any important ones from the list. But be that as it may, we'll be looking at 10 of the unique Nazirim in our history might actually end up being a little bit more than 10 as you'll see soon and as a disclaimer i am not here to rate the different nazirim in terms of their levels of greatness far be it for me to do that as we're going to be mentioning some really incredible figures in our history in our masora but what i will do is talk about 10 of those scenarios with each of the very unique circumstances and qualities of the naziris that each of these individuals had so we will start that list with the most famous and perhaps the most unique Nazir who ever existed, the Nazir with whom we are all familiar, the Nazir known as Shimshon, or colloquially he is known as Shimshon Hagibor, Shimshon the Mighty, and he was one of the Shoftim. And what's most unique about his Naziris is the possibility of even duplicating this Naziris. The Gemara questions if someone can even become a Nazir Shimshon. One of the complications with becoming a Nazir Shimshon, besides for the fact that you are uh, a Nazir for life, but Nazir was not only, uh, but Shimshon was not only a Nazir for life, he was a Nazir from his conception. Because uh, in, in, in Sefer Shoftim, the Navi tells us that the Malach came to the wife of Manoach, whom Chazal identifies Tzlafonis, and said that she was going to have a baby who was going to be a Nazir. And because of that, she had to take on her own restrictions, which in a sense makes it, uh, makes it seem possible that Tzlalfonis was herself a Nazira, though it's not so clear that she had all of the restrictions. The, uh, the Malach does tell her to refrain from drinking wine or other great products, uh, but uh, be that as it may, Shimshon was the only Nazir for whom the Naziris was conferred upon him by a Malach. And Shimshon, um, as an individual, is a very interesting, complex character, um, if we can call him that, a complex figure, possibly controversial when we consider the decisions he made in Sefer Shoftim, which you can learn in Perak Yud Gimel of Shoftim. See there for more. Now, you might have thought that there's really only one kind of Nazir for life, and that is the Nazir Shimshon. However, there is something completely different. A different category of Nazir is referred to as Nazir Olam. 
which sounds like a perpetual, lifelong Nazir. And yet Shimshon is not the example that the Mishnah gives of a Nazir Olam. And this brings us to the next Nazir on our list. You could think of this as either number eight or number two, however direction you want to count it in, whichever direction you want to count it in. But the Nazir Olam that Chazal identify is Abshalom, who was one of the sons of David HaMelech. He was a Nazir Olam. And the, the, the Gemara in Nazir describes him on Daf Dalad and Daf Hay in Nazir. And they base it off Psukim in Shmuel Bey's Parak Yudalid. And what's most interesting about um, a Nazir Olam is that a Nazir Olam, uh, although it sounds like it's a very intense kind of Nazirus, that he is, uh, that, imagine someone has his hair growing for his whole life, but in fact, a Nazir Olam, every now and then, he's allowed to shave his head. And the Gemara discusses the different opinions of when he's allowed to shave his head. But the most basic opinion is that every 30 days, a Nazir Olam is allowed to shave his head and get a haircut. And that was exactly the scenario of Avshalom, who was um, a rebel against his father, David HaMelech, but yet he was a Nazir, so had certain levels of Kedusha. But that is the Nazir Olam Avshalom. And now we move on to the next Nazir on our list, and that is Shmuel Hanavi, Shmuel Haramasi. Did you know that according to Chazal, he in fact was a Nazir? This is um, based on uh, the Gemara, Nazir Samach Vava Aleph, or if you want to see it in the Mishnayis, it is in Perak Tes Mishnah Hay, where the where where the where Chazal Darshan Psukim about the about um, wh- whether or not a razor will ever pass over his head. The question is, how do you read the pasuk? Is it a reference to the fear of people, um, or is it a reference to a razor? But the point is, one opinion says that Shmuel Hanavi, in fact, was a nazir well before. Well, actually, not well before. I was going to say well before Shimshon, but Shoptim actually took place before Shmuel. Um, but we have yet another 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 Navi who was a nazir, and he was he was a shofate, much like um, Shimshon. And if you're keeping count, the three nazirim that we've identified so far are all from Navi. But were there any earlier nazirim? So in fact, there were as the fourth Nazir on our list is Yosef HaTzadik. Now this is a Bereshis Rabbah in Tzadiches Chaf. So 98.20, the, when, when the Pasuk refers to um, Yosef in, in Parshas Vayechi, literally as Nazir Be'echav, so they, they, they learn specifically from there that yes, he was a Nazir. Uh, and this might um, connect very well to that which we know about Yosef, that he would curl his hair. And um, so he must have had that long hair. Maybe that higher level of Kedusha was something that he felt that he had to maintain. But meanwhile, Yosef Hatzadik, maybe, not, maybe did not know, but he was also a Nazir. So now we move on to the fifth Nazir on our list. And we get to the first female Nazira on our list. We question the possibility that Slavonis was a Nazir or a Nazira, but there it definitely wasn't explicit. She just had some restrictions. However, Hilani Hamalka, whom you might remember from Masecha Sukkah, she was the one that had seven sons, and she made sure to have a Sukkah that conformed even to the Durabanans, and we find her as a recurring individual in Chazal. And uh, this queen, Hilni Hamalka, so the, the Mishnah records a case in Nazir, Paragimel, Mishnah Vav, where she made a pledge that when her son went out to war, that if he would come back and he would survive, that she would be a Nazira for seven years. And in fact, that happened. However, 
when her son did return and she became a Nazira for seven years, she ended up going to Eretz Yisrael. And Beis Hillel ruled that if you go from Eretz Amim to Eretz Yisrael, then you have to redo your entire Nazirus. So that she had to do another seven years when she got to Eretz Yisrael. This is because, according to the Rabbanon, the Eretz Amim has a level of Tumah, um, a level of Tumas Mesa, at least on a Rabbanon level. And because of that, it's not considered as though she had fulfilled her Nazirus. So she had to do it again, another seven years. And what was really crazy was that um, at the end of the seven years, the second set of seven years, so she became Tamea, and because of that, it seems that according to Beis Hillel, she had to do another seven years, and the Gemara has a discussion, the mission has a discussion whether at the end of it, she was in Azira for 14 years, or she was in Azira for possibly 21 years. The question revolves around whether Tuma um, at the end, how that affects Naziris, or um, just going to Eretz Yisrael, does that require you to redo the entire Naziris, or does it just require you to do another 30 days of Naziris? The whole Indian is a machlokas beishamay beishillel that you could look at in depth over there. But our first female Nazira, that, um, an unequivocal female Nazira, that is Hilni Hamalka. And yet, for the next Nazira, um, the next Nazir slash Nazira on our list, we have another woman, so that, that's how you know it's a Nazira. And that is a woman by the name of Miriam Tarmodis, a woman named Miriam from Tarmod. And she is the sixth Nazir on our list. And the Mishnahis and Masachas Nazir, Perak Vav, Mishnah Yer Aleph, uh, mention uh, Miriam Tarmodis in the context of someone who became a Nazira or a Nazir and and when the blood was sprinkled on behalf of that Nazir for their karbonos, the question is, what if they became Tameh at that point? What happens to their Naziris? Rebbe says that it ruins the entire Naziris. The Chachamim say that, no, you could just bring more karbonos in your Tahor, and then everything is fine. And it doesn't cancel the entire Naziris. They have to start the whole thing over again. And the Chachamim derive their halacha from, a, from an actual Maisa, a tradition that they had of this woman, Miriam Tarmodis, for whom the blood was sprinkled. And then they told her, oh, by the way, you're, unfortunately your, your daughter is in danger. And when she went and she found that her daughter had died, at which point she would have become Tamea, the question is what, is, what would be of her Naziris and her Karbanos? And Chacham said that they should bring more karbonos, but that she would be tahor, that it didn't cancel her entire naziris. So with the second, um, the second nazira that we have in our tradition, and again, if you count Slalphonus, possibly, maybe the, the, there are at least three female naziros um, in, our, in our tradition. And now we move back to, for our, for our seventh nazir on the list, we are looking back at that which we mentioned before of a nazir for whom someone else conferred the Naziris upon them. So we have such a scenario with regards to Rabbi Chanina, as the Gemara will describe in our daf tomorrow, on daf Chavtes Amid Beis, the case of a person whose father confers the Naziris upon them. So um, the, the Gemara has a whole discussion whether a father can make his son become a Nazir. And uh, the, the Mishnah describes that, uh, that a, a son can theoretically rebel and protest against the Naziris, and then it doesn't count. But we're talking about a Nazir who is a Katan. And the question is, what would be the purpose for doing this? 
and what uh, on what basis can a person do this? So it's either um, a, a, a halacha regarding nazir. It sounds like a halacha l'moshe misinai that there that we have an oral law that a father can make his son a nazir even though he's a katan. Or maybe it's a matter of chinuch. The Gemara says maybe to teach him the laws of nazir as he's able to actually make him a nazir. Interesting chinuch tactic. However, the Gemara tells us that such an incident happened where the father Rabbi Chanina made him into a nazir and. They wanted to see, was Rabbi Hanina at that time, before he was a great rabbi, was he someone who was of age? And so they brought him to Rabbi Gamliel, and Rabbi Gamliel wanted to, to investigate and to examine him to see if he had grown the amount of hairs necessary to deem him an adult, because if he were an adult, his father would not be able to have conferred Naziris upon him. And so um, what Rabbi Hanina very interestingly answered him, and very brilliantly and very righteously answered him, he says, you don't have to investigate me because if I'm really not an adult, so then I'll be a Nazir because my father made me a Nazir. But if I am an adult, so then on my own accord, I'll take on the Naziris. This way, no matter what, Rabbi Hanina ends up being a Nazir. And Rabbi Gamliel kissed him on his head and said, wow, you are going to be a great posek, you're going to be a, a great Torah leader to teach Torah to Klal Yisrael. And that is Rabbi Hanina, the seventh Nazir on our list. The eighth Nazir on our list, and I believe he's a Nazir, he's someone who's referred to as Shimon Nazira or Shimon Ben Nazira. And I saw possible suggestions that this is another name for none other than Rashbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. However, there are a few scenarios that we find in Chazal that there's a Tana who's referred to as Shimon Nazira. We find this in the Gemara Nivamos and Daf Sadi Zion Amid Aleph. We find it in Shabbos Lamed Gimel Amid Beis. We find it in Shkalim um, in on Daf Zion, and it's also in the Rishami and Brachos on Daf Pei Gimel. So. Scattered throughout Chazal, we have uh, this reference to Shimon ben Nazira or Shimon Nazira, and it seems that if, if Nazira is in his name, it might be the Aramaic name for a Nazir. We have included him on our list because of the, the suspicion that I believe he is a Nazir. It seems implicit enough. He would be the example of someone who it's not so clear, but, uh, but I, I, I believe he was. And then we move on to two more scenarios. So that was number eight, Shimon Nazira. And you can look at the different sources that I quoted in his name, or the different Gemaras that, that reference him to see his different ma'amarim that he, that he taught. But right now, we move on to the interesting Nazir of not Shimon HaTzadik himself, but Shimon HaTzadik made reference to a Nazir that he met in the south. We find the, the Nazir from the south of Shimon HaTzadik in Masechus Nadarim, Daf Tess, and we also have it in our Masechta Nazir, Daf Dalid, where Shemot Sadik references this one individual um, from whom he did eat his karbanos. Um, the car, um, he, uh, so Shemot Sadik, he never ate from the karbanos tuma of a nazir, except for one nazir he ate from his karbanos. And why? Because he met this, this, this nazir from the south, and he was very enamored by this particular nazir. And this is perhaps the famous case of Naziris, uh, um, which you might also be familiar with, and that was the nazir who was very, very good-looking, and who looked into his, he saw his reflection in the river and realized how good looking he was. And he said that this was all vanity and that the Eight Sahara is going to try to overtake him. So what's he going to do to combat his Eight Sahara, um, his desires for, for, you know, for perhaps for sexual morality? So what's he going to do? He's going to make himself look 
less good-looking, is going to become a Nazir and then eventually shave off all the hair. He looked at himself in the mirror, as it were, and said, I'm going to get rid of all of this hair. I'm not going to be so good-looking anymore. He did it L'Shem Shemayim. And the Pasuk says, you should be a Nazir, La Hashem. And when Shemana Tzadik met this Nazir and asked him, what do you do to your beautiful locks? And he explained it to him. So Shemana Tzadik said, this is the right kind of a Nazir. So that's his Nazir. And for the last scenario, we'll mention the Nazirim, of Shimon ben Shatach. So what was the story of Shimon ben Shatach? So this is recorded in Yerushalmi and Brachos Memches. Maybe it's recorded in other places. But there were actually 300 Nazirim of Shimon ben Shatach. 300 Nazirim came to Shimon ben Shatach. Why? Because they were all trying to get out of their Naziras. However, the Gemara says that Shimon ben Shatach could only find a Pesach, um, an excuse as it were, an opening for 150 of the Nazirim, only half of them. He, he examined their case and said, you know what, maybe your, your pledge to be a Nazir was not legitimate. Maybe it was faulty. There was something wrong with it. So 150 of them, he told them, you're not a Nazir. But the other 150, he wasn't sure what to do. And as the Gemara goes on, he goes to Yanai HaMelech, and he says to Yanai HaMelech, listen, I got 300 Nazirim. Can you pay for half of their karbanos? Um, which would be, um, so each, so all the Nazirim in all, the, all 300 of them would have owed 900 karbanos because each one owes three. Three times three is nine. So he says, I'll take care of half of their karbanos. You take care of the other half, 450, 450. And little did Yana Ahimelech know that Shimon ben Shatach had already come up with a Pesach. He excused already um, half of those Nazirim. 150 of those Nazirim were no longer Nazirim. So there were really only 150 left who were legitimate Nazirim. So Yana agrees to, to pay for the Karbanos of, of, of half of them, which is, again, 450 Karbanos. And then Yana Ahimelech finds out later that Shimon ben Shatach um, um, was quote unquote tricking him, lying perhaps, um, wasn't a real lie, because as Yanai says, what happened? Why didn't you pay for their karbanos, the other 150 Nazirim? And Shimon Shatak says, listen, you pay with your money and I paid with my chachma. I, I excuse them from their Nazirim, and that's why they're no, they, don't, they don't have to bring the karbanos. But I covered for their karbanos. And the Gemara goes on to, uh, to give more about the, 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 the give and take between Yanai HaMelech and Shimon ben Shatach, but those were the 300 Nazirim, or perhaps the 150 Nazirim of Shimon ben Shatach. So perhaps it's a little bit more than 10 Nazirim. I did refer to them originally as 10 different cases of Nazirus. But who knows? Maybe I left some of them off the list. So if you think I might have, you can reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. That's the same place to reach out to me if you enjoyed these shirim and you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship. Or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for links to every uploaded shir or for links to... Previous Shirim in the archives that I'm streaming as reruns for the weekly Parsha or whatever it may be, then all you have to do once again is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. And until next time, thank you for joining us here at the database. And of course, who knows what we'll be counting next week or next time. You'll know if you tune in here.